Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of AusBiz. Our goal at AusBiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favour to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Osbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello there. It is the 10th of June. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. I'm Nadine Blaney. Well, a revolving door around this place lately. How are you, Andrew? Yeah, I'm well. Thanks, Nadine. Uh, it's been a interesting day. In fact, it's been a while since I've done this, isn't it? So I uh, have to get back on board. And you day that we finished at a record high for the XJO. Keep pushing higher. Gets what the inflation? Um, look, yeah, clearly we're in a been in a bit of a holding pattern recently and it's actually I found it quite surprising that the market continued to push higher despite perhaps a little concern just about what sort of read we're going to get tonight out of the states as far as CPI is concerned. Well it's been in such a watch and wait scenario all week with the FOMC in a blackout period we've got the ECB tonight as well. Mm. I was giving Carl Rodder at IG's note a little bit of a read it's interesting to note because we've sort of we know that that the bond yield story and that how that sort of helped to boost sentiment, particularly in this tech space. But he actually put some of the positivity in this Asian session down to some positive news on the U.S.-China trade front. So reports that commerce ministers from both countries agreeing in principle to continue trade and investment talks and to reestablish stronger economic ties. Interesting, considering the backdrop here in Australia. Yeah, look, clearly he's trying to unwind what Trump put in place. Um, yeah, because Blinken, the uh, the US Secretary of State, he didn't have much luck as far as reaching out to some of uh, his Asian counterparts were concerned. But clearly Biden is uh, trying to uh, you know, try the personal approach with uh, with China. This is obviously the G7 meeting is upon us as well. And Morrison calling for backup, you know, in taking on China in terms of some of the trade impositions and imposts that they've put on Australian goods. Yeah, and Japan has Australia's back by all accounts. Um, Australia also trying to you know win over India at the same time, uh, which is yeah, geopolitically that's really interesting too. Just obviously because you know we've said that we can't rely so much on China, and I think all eyes now on India as a great growth prospect, despite obviously the drama they're going through at the moment, the tragedy of COVID, which is even though we just today in fact we saw the the highest uh, fatality rate out of India, uh, at least the situation does appear to be turning around there. And uh, the COVID situation here, uh, what was it, four new cases in Victoria. Uh, 
you know, we continue to grapple with that. I mean, more and more people, even just in my little sphere, our little work environment even, are starting to get vaccinated. So you can feel perhaps a little bit of momentum there, but still uncertainties around the COVID situation. And, you know, you can see that evidenced in some of the travel names today. Uh, but as far as big stock moves, I don't think you can look past Iris up by 16 and a half percent. And um, yes, it's on uh, rumors that were published in um, the AFR that uh, that uh, Baron Joey actually has been ringing around fundies trying to get a, up to a 10% stake in the company. I think it goes with that broader thematic that we've been dealing with all week, that there's M&A, there's lots of activity going on, particularly in the, in the tech space here in Australia. Yeah, that's very much the case. And for those who are not familiar with Baron Joey, it's the, the new investment bank, and they've been really aggressive. And I guess it's part of this strategy too. Aggressive, certainly in terms of their hiring. Yeah. They seem to have poached a lot of people from around the traps. Uh, so uh, this is obviously part of uh, their new strategy. So, yeah, in fact, there was, it was a bit of chatter that they were looking at using Iris in their own office, which they may well do, but clearly this is uh, on behalf of uh, one of their clients. Well, I spoke with Ben Clark from TMS Capital and uh, Carl Capulinga from Think Markets on the call today, and they both said, look, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, Iris did respond to a speeding ticket from the ASX saying that they were unaware of what was going on, and the guys at the desk said, yeah, because they, they – are you know it's uh but uh, they would not be surprised at all to see further to run on that story in some way shape or form otherwise we saw whitehaven coal having a really good day today its price target lifted 6.7 percent to two dollars 40 per share by bell potter but i know one of our regular viewers emailed me again today saying dane everybody's asleep at the wheel talking about iron ore and copper look what's happening with these coal names here in Australia. And yeah, they have been on quite a tear. Well, I think the energy sector in general, uh, you know, more and more analysts that I'm speaking to are saying that's the place to be looking at right now. In fact, we were speaking to Roger Montgomery from Montgomery Investments earlier today as well. Uh, he's looking at that space, both coal and oil. Mm. Uh, because, you know, we've seen that... Um, that oil has uh, hit that support level of around $72 a barrel. And he's not the only one that, that uh, is thinking in that space as well. We were also speaking with uh, Andrew Wylant from DP Wealth Advisory, who gave us a couple of different plays in the oil space. Uh, he loves an ETF, of course. One being fuel from uh, Beta Shares. But uh, specifically, company-wise, he's really liking Beach and Woodside. Of course, Woodside, interesting where they're at at the moment because they do have a change at the top. Mm -hmm. So, um, And, of course, they're trying to develop some of their fields as well. So I think he's actually preferring Beach at this point, uh, given their outlook, their growth outlook. And those interviews, by the way, that um, Andrew just spoke of are accessible via the show notes as well. We've also got um, our little chat with Fraser McLeod to end the day. He's from Sean Partners in Adelaide. And, uh, yeah, we were talking about gold. So if you listen to that interview, you can get his gold pick. Look, the house view at Sean Partners, he wouldn't divulge at all because uh, Peter O'Connor, his mate, hasn't written his uh, exclusive note quite yet to, to clients. But uh, they're pretty positive after speaking with Newcrest uh, the other day on gold. Now, Fraser also gave us his thinking about the banks and where they are looking at where this market will be, you know, in by year's end. Obviously, a lot of water to go under the bridge, but uh, the general consensus is seemingly we're seeing it evidenced in bond yields. You know, the markets come around to the Fed's 
thinking that uh, inflation is likely to be transitory. I mean, at least that's how the markets are positioned right now, even in terms of break-evens. Okay, let me hear you say that in 24 hours' time. Well, this is the thing. This is going to date. So you think this this (laughs) podcast is going to date well or poorly? I don't know. I mean, no, the, the I risk don't know. is to I, the upside. I don't think anyone really does know no. because, of course, we're all flummoxed by the last read, uh, both in terms of jobs and inflation. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people saw that as an anomaly. Well, um, maybe we get a bit little more certainty this time around and we'll find out tonight. And, of course, there will be the debate of what's included, what's excluded from these reads on inflation. But the reality is the data points are the data points and that's what the Fed goes off of. Well, so it, it's it not just the data points. Everyone we're speaking to at the moment is seeing inflation. Um, you know, we were speaking with Kenny Polcari <laughs> earlier in the I week. I won't forget it. <laughs> He's done his own research there. He says, I don't have to go down to the local butcher. And I see the price of a leg of lamb go up every week. So you know what my anecdote is? Is uh, we often go to, you know, a campground that's south of Sydney and we book a cabin to treat ourselves on a Friday after work. You don't want to be setting up a tent in the middle of winter. Anyhow... I think it used to be book for two nights, get the third for free, and it might have been a hundred bucks a night. And I think it was two hundred and thirty dollars for one night last time I checked. Mm. So that's inflation. I mean, that's 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 real, uh, real dollars that. Uh, weren't necessitated last time we went down. Yeah, Nadine, I think I've been renovating my house for the last two years <laughs> now. And uh, that requires a bit of timber, of course. Yeah. You're always using it somewhere around the joint. And uh, in fact, you know, obviously the main build was a couple of years ago, but I've just been, you know, down to the local Bunnings store. Thank you, West Farmers. Um, trying to find a bit more timber. Those prices have gone up. And I mean, that's exactly the same story we're hearing, of course, in the States, which I think is more acute given they're using more timber, of course, their houses tend to be made of that stuff. Um, But just, you know, you're seeing that all around the traps, food, lumber, um, and of course, generally commodity prices. Yeah, well, we saw that in the inflation read from China yesterday. Okay, we we shouldn't talk about inflation anymore because there's so many unanswered questions that may be answered tonight. Let's get to the stock of the day. I should have done this earlier when we were talking about Iris, but... Here's a little bit more detail on what Ben Clark and Carl Capulinga have to say about Iris. It's one that's long looked interesting and looked cheap, but there's never really been a catalyst for, you know, sort of a re-rate. Um, yeah. And, you know, as, as I was saying, there, there is a headwind that's kind of a structural change that is going to happen over the next few years in Australia where advisor numbers are forecast to potentially even halve. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a lot of screens that will get um, switched off. But it dominates the industry. Um, it's um, really got no competition. And for the advisors who are sticking around, it's inconceivable to, to leave Iris. So it's very sticky um, and can put up its prices pretty regularly. With the price jump today, it's looking far less attractive than it did yesterday. Um, if there was to be a bid on the table, you know, I would think probably around about 13 is the level. You're starting to get into that sort of 30 times an average of this year through to sort of the next two or three years' earnings. I don't think it could, it could go for much more than that, given that the growth in the business is probably high single digits, uh, low double digits. So given the, the jump it's had, I'm not a buyer at this price. If you had it, you, of course, you'd, you'd hang on to it and see what you might get out of it. So that is the stock of the day, Iris. Not going into the portfolio, but a hold from both the guys. Uh, So, Andrew, listen, um, inflation tonight, ECB, we know that. 
this local market closing at an all-time high. Tech, the real standout. Uh, but, you know, you can look to real estate. Did really well today. Uh, lots of company news in terms of Boral declining. Uh, the lowball offer from Seven Group. Uh, That's an interesting story. Yeah. And then Kerry Stokes, you know, by all, by all accounts, is is getting his own way because uh, bit by bit, he's taking more of the company. Seems like an inevitability. Uh, what else can we say? Well, I think we've covered pretty much all of it. Blue Chips did well today. Tech, as I mentioned, Woolies, uh, gaining after the ACCC allowed it to buy a food services distributor, PFD Group. What's happening out there? Yeah, we also saw Bitcoin make a bit of a comeback oh, overnight too. You've had but so many conversations about crypto lately. Yeah, I know. but You, you must know, be the, getting really across it. Well, no, because the deeper you get into it, the more confused you become. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. there are no real fundamentals to go on. I mean, yeah. you can talk about those, but it's still very hard to read. Uh, 10%, what's that? Blink of an eye. Got to agree with you there. Yeah, well. Um, so tomorrow, we're obviously going to get a good read on that inflation figure. We're going to be speaking with Sam Stovall. Chief Investment Strategist at CFRA. He's terrific. So he'll get us right across those mm-hmm. numbers. Yeah, looking forward to all of that. Look, it, it's been a quiet week here locally in terms of economic data. There's nothing on the agenda tomorrow, Andrew, in terms of eco data here. So I suppose we'll just be doing a bunch of great interviews, having a bit of fun, and getting ready for the last call at 4 p.m. That's right. Friday is here again. Yeah. Hey, have a terrific night, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, see you tomorrow, Andrew. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.